Welcome to The Parent Pod, a happy place to find out all about pregnancy and the start of parenthood from the information-packed babycentre.co.uk. Hello, I'm Lucy. And I'm Claire. And we're here with a podcast for every week of your pregnancy, full of really useful takeaway information, candid admissions from our own experiences, having both had two children, and top advice from experts. We won't leave you holding the baby either. This podcast series takes you right up to when your new baby is 12 weeks old. Welcome, welcome to the week where you cross that halfway point and enter what could be some of the best weeks of your pregnancy. Yes, they certainly were for me as my sickness hung around a long time and only really went after the 20 week mark. So this is where things got a lot easier for me and hopefully they will for you too. The next 10 weeks were okay. You're not too big, but look a bit... Or a lot. Or a lot pregnant. So make sure you've got a seat, whether it's from bumping someone out of theirs on the tube or bus (laughs) or taking five for yourself at home. Let's find out about that baby. What's happening for baby? So big news. Your baby now weighs about 360 grams and is as long as a carrot. Wow. But thankfully, he doesn't look like a carrot, does he? No. (laughs) His skin is transparent and gradually turning from pink to red as blood vessels form underneath. His eyebrows are becoming thicker, his lips are more defined and his eyes are moving rapidly under his closed eyelids. If you've started to feel your baby's movements, you can look forward to more action in the coming weeks. You may soon feel like he's practising martial arts as his initial fluttering movements turn into fully fledged kicks and nudges. You may also discover a pattern to his activity as he has short, frequent phases of being awake and asleep. I remember that, kind of like suddenly thinking, oh my goodness, it's like lots and lots of movement. Usually when you're just about to go to bed. Yeah. Your placenta has been growing throughout your pregnancy and until this week has been heavier than your baby. From this point, your baby's growth will dwarf the placenta's, although the placenta will continue to grow and provide nourishment until your baby's full term. What's happening for you? As you adjust to your changing size, a little clumsiness is to be expected. That's me and I'm not even pregnant. (laughs) (laughs) You're carrying more weight. That's not you, Claire. I'm not being moved. Your centre of gravity has changed. (laughs) Your joints are loose and your muscle coordination is reduced. It's no wonder you keep bumping into things. Do you remember that when you kind of spaces that you fit through before suddenly yeah, exactly. they're just too small you turn around and like whack bump. oh yeah there's my tummy <laughs> although clumsiness is a common pregnancy symptom it will give you a fright if you fall over rest assured your baby is well protected in his amniotic sac it's unlikely he'll be hurt but contact your midwife or gp to let them know what happened yeah it must be worrying if you have a fall i, I didn't but i know friends that did and i definitely think it's worth getting checked out yeah if you're feeling clumsy and have other symptoms such as pain blurred vision or sudden swelling of your face hands and feet you should see your gp or midwife they may be a normal part of pregnancy but they can also be signs of preeclampsia that's a pregnancy condition that can be serious so it's best to get yourself checked over just in case too much to ask this week we ask i feel really intolerant at the moment am i being unreasonable So in the Baby Centre community, we have lots of different conversations going on about slightly irritating things people say to you when you're pregnant and other little niggles that get to you when you're carrying a baby. Of course, we women are probably more intolerant when we're pregnant. No. (laughs) But we also have more things to contend with than normal, like growing a baby. And the future's pretty loaded, isn't it? So I think things can seem a bit more important. Fair enough. And I remember the first annoying thing people say... um, like, so here's a little thing, right? Okay, Okay. so here's me, yeah? Okay, right, go for it. I'm, I'm pregnant. Them. Oh, congratulations. How are you feeling? Me. Hmm. Not great. I feel pretty sick. Them. Oh, poor you. 
Have you tried ginger? Me seeing red, <laughs> thinking, do you really think you're the first person to say that to me? Oh. Do you think I don't have the internet on my phone? <laughs> do you think I haven't tried that pretty rubbish remedy that barely touches the size of full-blown nausea? And then I'm like, me, smiles and says, oh, yes, I have. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I totally get the ginger thing, Claire. So yeah. when it comes to annoying things people say, we've all been there. Many comments are around your size, aren't they? And not, it's not always about being big either. Many women don't show straight away. And you might have reached 21 weeks and still barely have a bump. So many people get asked, are you even pregnant? Oh, I know, which must be so undermining, yeah. especially when you're feeling all the symptoms, but just not showing. It's also rude. Yeah, plenty of people don't look very pregnant. Let's face it, some people do genuinely give birth without even realising they're pregnant. Although, I'm still mystified by that. I know, it still How's blows it me away when, they, when you read those stories. Yeah. The other thing I found was the love of telling new mums and dads like the worst horror stories of lengthy, hideous labours, tearing and preeclampsia nightmares. You're kind of looking at these people, willing them to stop, but of course, slightly hooked as well. Oh, yeah. I loved all those. Yeah. People can't help themselves, though, can they? No. I always try and avoid saying to parents to be something like, oh, sleep now, because soon you'll never sleep again. Oh, yeah. I was always trying to work it out as well. Like, I was going to actually be able to bank sleep to kind of see me through the, yeah. the future months. I was always thinking about that. I was like, well, what, what am I meant to be doing? I had two summer babies, and so a common niggle was... Oh, you didn't think about school then, did you? <laughs> you know, like, they'll be the youngest in the year. It's just stupid things to say. Yeah, apparently you get the same comments around Christmas and New Year. And of course, February 28th, 29th for leap year yeah. baby. It can be frustrating because many of us have very little say over when you're going to get pregnant. Yeah. And they can be quite hard for, for babies. They're just grateful they're on their way at all. Yeah, you're not planning exactly when they're going to no, arrive. it's not easy, is it? Another common pregnancy niggle is coming up with names. Do you remember that? Yeah. And then you, you come up with a comment, name. Yeah, you say it to your family and then yeah. they say, oh, I don't like that name because I knew someone that who's called Sam or like whatever yeah. the name is. I knew, I knew Sam at school and we just didn't get on so you can't name your baby Sam. Yeah. You spent ages trying to come up with this name and then it's discounted so quickly and it can be really disheartening. So yeah, consider who you share them with, I say, and yes. maybe pre-warn them with a kind of like, we really like this name so only say something if you feel really strongly against it. Yeah. It might be best to ask them if there are any names they'd struggle with and... If they don't bring it up, then it's fine, isn't it? Yeah, it's fine. So please do check out the Baby Centre community, join your Baby Centre birth club and get chatting to others in the same position as you. What do you expect this week? This week, we're going to talk to our Baby Centre dad, Joshua, who will give partners a few pointers on how to be helpful. How was your partner, Lucy? I think he was really supportive. I remember him worrying a lot, but overall, he wanted to just protect me and our baby, I think. Yeah, oh. He was good. Bless him. Yes, my partner was helpful as well. And I think it's really hard for them to understand what it feels like. And every stage of pregnancy kind of offered a new challenge, I found. We weren't living together for my first pregnancy at this stage. Oh, so that must have been hard. Yeah, I just saw him at weekends and I was traveling a lot to be with him, which on top of London travel was really tiring. The best weekends were those when he came to see me and just cooked me meals and I lay oh, there like what a gem. Lady Muck. <laughs> anyway, enough from us. Let's hear from Joshua, our baby centre dad. So at 21 weeks in, I felt a little bit more useful than I had done previously. I kind of figured it out to some degree in terms of I just need to be practical. I need to make sure there's food in the kitchen. I need to make sure the house is clean whenever I can. I need to make sure the laundry's done. The hardest bit I found was that she was very different from the woman that I married at that point because inevitably she was on this journey where her hormones were changing and she had her own anxieties as well. 
And so my role was largely just trying to be as patient as I possibly can, which for me is not something I'm particularly good at, but it was definitely something I was aware that I had had to master as part of my role. And I had good days and bad days, she'd say that. But I was much more familiar with what I needed to do and the routine. And I kind of, by that point in the journey, I got my head around, yeah, baby's coming. There's lots that I need to just say, that's out of my control. Just be excited by that. But instead, just look after the things that I'm in control of and hopefully it will be smooth sailing. So by this point in the pregnancy, uh, I was much more aware that I had to take responsibility to be involved. So when I'd walk into the midwife and there was just one chair for my wife, I would say, well, where's my chair, please? And then I would also have read up. So previously speaking, I, I hadn't necessarily got any sort of background reading or information that I could have lent on. Whereas now I was aware that I need to take an active part in asking sensible questions. Uh, I go away and read. I say, okay, cool. If this happens, what's the solution and, and where do we go? And I think by taking responsibility myself to empower myself with information, almost forced the hand of the GP or the midwife to involve me because she or he could see that I wasn't just a passenger in it. Um, that I wanted to actively participate and also that helped with my wife where she's trying to take on all this information and I've I've said no I, I think this is the case or so by arming myself with some information that definitely kind of forced the hand of of the staff the NHS has largely been phenomenal with us I just think a lot of dads don't know the questions to ask and because it's such an alien room and, and they're not necessarily talked to directly they almost feel a little bit pushed to the side whereas my experience was the more informed questions I could ask, the more involved I was. So in terms of handling my own anxieties, I guess I was quite reluctant to share them with my wife. At this point, I wanted to be the person holding it all together. And so I was aware that if I was too expressive and about my concerns and worries to her, that would probably add to her stress and concern. There were practical things that I would ask, like what route do you want to go and... Have you got your bag sorted and what else needs doing? But in terms of emotional support, I I was kind of aware that I didn't want to pile that onto my wife. She had enough going on already in my from my perspective for me to lay that on her as well. So that's where I would tend to go to my friend and kind of vent or say, what's going on? Where's my wife gone? What's happening with this baby? And all those concerns that probably were best spent with those people rather than putting that on my wife. So at 21 weeks, the role that I took on, and I would certainly recommend, is the doer. So get your car seat, do all your research, like do all the research around like baby accessories and milk warmers and breast pumps and all the things that you never thought that you would know about. I I really like went deep into those so that we could make sensible options. So rather than my wife just thinking oh, I like the look of this one or making a decision about this one. It was a matter of when we go to the shops, I'm like, right, this has got this, this has got this, this has got this, which one Which one do you like? And so, again, I think that fulfilled my practical problem-solving masculinity that was desperate to get out. Um, and that certainly helped. Thanks to Joshua, our baby centre dad. So that brings us to an end for this week. We should remind you that the podcasts don't replace medical advice and you should speak to your own doctor or midwife if you have any concerns. We hope you stay well, stay healthy and look forward to 22 weeks next week. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.
Thanks so much for listening to The Parent Pod. If you'd like more expert advice and information, chat to others at your stage of pregnancy or get emails tailored to you and your baby. Download the Baby Centre app now or visit babycentre.co.uk. You can also follow us on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook. Just search for Baby Centre UK. All the info we cover in each episode is linked in our show notes. If you loved our podcast and found it useful, please rate and review The Parent Pod wherever you listen to your podcasts. And don't forget to share it with your partner and friends.